Hi, everybody. Mike Rothman here, General Manager of TechStrong Research, with another episode of the TechStrong Research Review, which, just as a little refresher, is our internal research meeting every week between me and my partner in crime, Mitch. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Coming off of a good week, we had the TechStrong Con event and a lot of great sessions. And behind that, I had a little bit of vacay time with some, you know, beach and sand and ocean. And that's always good, too. Good. So I'm doing really well. Yeah. Good, Mike, it's good. To, good yeah, to I, I took some vacation, too, but it was ostensibly more do work in a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So so my, my wife and stepson went skiing and I'm not in a position to be able to ski at this point with, you know, kind of my bum knee, which is, um, you know, recovering quickly. So that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to ski well, at least get, at least that kept you out of the trouble, you know, up at the lodge. It did. It did. <laughs> well, so awesome. I was in the room working, not, you know, kind of out prey skiing at like 10 in the morning. Um, <laughs> so so that was good. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, and, and, and again, good week. I think Tech Strong Connor, that's really what what I want to focus on today, right? Which is um, there was a, a, an aspect that we're really starting to introduce into, of course, TechStrong TV, but also a number of our conferences, uh, and that's the concept of sustainability. We're very fortunate. We, we got a, a person down in Florida called Bonnie Schneider, who has uh, a lot of experience focusing on sustainability and um eco types of of concepts and and how that impacts technology and she's been spearheading a lot of our efforts and and she had a cool panel yesterday uh at textron economy i guess we're recording this friday right you'll see it on on tuesday or wednesday of of next week so when we did textron con um, you know, she had a, re- a pretty cool panel about sustainability, but when we were doing the wrap up, you know, and this is really what I want to dig into. I've kind of been a little bit confused about, you know, kind of where sustainability fits in and, and kind of how it impacts, right? The decisions that we make, whether you're looking at it from DevOps or cloud native or even, you know, security. Uh, perspective and 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 I, I finally got the link right. It was when Mike Vizard, you know, started talking about having to optimize your code because it would consume less resources, which then makes it more efficient, which then starts to contribute to sustainability with the growth of cloud and the growth of compute and you know, kind of all of the challenges that you have in scaling up, you know, kind of data center capacity. I finally started to make the connection that oh. We, you know, kind of optimizing our code isn't necessarily a performance thing entirely. It is, right? It really does help with a variety of other things, including a lot of these sustainability things. So that was kind of a little bit of a, a light bulb that went off in, in, in my dim head uh, for, for the most part in, in order to, you know, start to understand why sustainability is really relevant to a lot of uh, you know, the research that we're going to do with textual research, but also a lot of the events and the activities that we have going on uh, within the, the, the broader textual organization. Yeah, that lightheaded is uh, high altitude sickness coming down the mountains is what <laughs> that can be. But anyway, I'll, I'll blame it on that. Yeah, we'll go with <laughs> yeah. that. I had I had complimented uh, sort of didn't realize Bonnie was on the call, but I, recently by complimented her about. Um, how quickly she's matched sustainability into our topics, into our focus areas. It's interesting because in my career, there's been a couple of touch points where I've worked with people who were pursuing that that avenue. One of them was Terry Swack, who we used to, Ral and I used to work with at uh, Still Secure. 
And after still, she left still secure to start a company called sustainable minds. And she partnered with a PhD student who'd built a database of materials and the carbon footprint of materials used in manufacturing and creating products. And companies were starting to look at the design process and both the manufacturing process and the materials used to make decisions in the design stage that had an impact on a carbon footprint and sustainability. And uh, that that was quite fascinating. Then there was another company called Rally Software, which is an agile agile software company, online tool to do that. They got bought. But one of their founders was very much about moving out of the data center and into the cloud. One of the big benefits was on the environment and saving, you know, whether it's coal or natural gas that we used to fire, you know, run our own data centers. And by putting that together and now, of course, this massive data centers in the middle of Iowa still take a lot of power, but, you know, consolidating together was part of, and for him, they, they, they made that part of their corporate mission. So it's, it's been this thing along the way, and it seems like it's gotten to be much more of a, I don't want to say serious, but much more of an on the plate issue companies are trying to figure out or are doing something about in their strategy. Which makes sense, right? I mean, you know, and, and we talk about kind of power consumption and, and, and all of that stuff. But, you know, remember, we're, we're in this economic backdrop where folks have to start figuring out how to work more efficiently, right? And part of that is embracing DevOps. I think part of that is embracing cloud native infrastructure so that, you know, again, you're able to start to leverage uh, a lot of the efforts of, of a whole bunch of, of other people, uh, right, to, to advance, you know, the technology platforms, but I also think it's really about kind of the operational. And, and if, if we can reduce the compute, reduces the, you know, AWS or Azure or GCP bill, you know, kind of at the end of the, of the day, if we can leverage past services where it makes sense, you know, so again, all of this, it sounds like really optimization, but what it is, is really cost control. And at the end of the day, sustainability, right? And, and I think growing that term to encompass some best practices in terms of, you know, kind of application architecture and, and, and really efficiency of uh, how our, uh, you know, environments run, that's all good, right? I mean, I think that, you know, starting to embrace stuff like automation and starting to, um, you know, be a little bit more aggressive about, you know, scaling up and scaling down uh, a lot of our environments and and getting cloud allows you to do that if you're in kind of old instance world, right? With auto scale groups, Kubernetes allows you to do that if you uh, have embraced, you know, kind of a containerized uh, type of environment. So, so really, again, a focus on the efficiency of operations and I guess, you know, SRE is is focused on, you know, availability and, and making sure that it's up and running. But, you know, it also may end up really kind of being focused on efficiency as well. The performance is one of the aspects of it, too. And that's a natural, you know, kind of handshake with efficiency, right? It's interesting that moving to the cloud is sort of the, the the pendulum swings right i go from i can't get anything done cuz i can't get a instance spun up in my private data center to i've got the cloud and it's unlimited and i just kind of free for all if i need 25 more of whatever's right you know terabytes of something or instances of whatever you you can get it you know if you can pay for it you can get it and so you kind of saw this like boom of i'm going to just use whatever i need cuz it's all there and it's available and some of it's free but a lot of it is easy to consume and easy to buy. 
And then you need to kind of pull that back and say, well, wait a minute, you know, it's not a free for all. We can't spend whatever you want to spend. Well, the CFO tends to weigh in at some point and says, what the hell is going on here? You told me this was going to save you money. Right. Yeah, yeah, those know. credit cards people are using to put that stuff on. And yeah. they, they start to claw back, you know, and yeah. then there's well, I mean, that that happened, you know, that. years ago. But 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 you know, the point is the same, whereas you know, kind of cloud was initially sold as this way to be a lot more efficient and not have all this sunk cost in in infrastructure that we've got to depreciate and and, and a whole bunch of space and stuff. And then, you know, folks kind of went, you know, crazy uh and and, and you know spent everything. And then the CFOs were like, what the hell's going on? on here like our our costs went up significantly and to be clear most organizations just due to natural growth spend more with their cloud provider you, you know this month than they did last month and will probably spend more next month than they did before um but that pace of growth has clearly slowed down as, as you look at the results from the cloud providers uh, and part of that is the efficiency of the cloud provider and again aws has been pretty aggressive about rolling out new chips that are far more efficient right use less consume use less compute you know kind of consume less resources uh you know make less money which is kind of counterintuitive from their standpoint but uh again i think it's very customer focused and that's always been the approach that they've taken to you know scaling up their environment but all of these things can be painted within not just a performance, not just an efficiency standpoint, but also a sustainability standpoint. Yeah, there's, um, you know, we've, we've done some research, you, both of you and I have worked on research reports around the alternative cloud, the DevOps and the public cloud, and some interesting stats in those two that indicate a lot of what you're talking about. In parallel, we've also seen, of course, digital transformation move to more automation and, and digitization of processes and interactions and experiences. So while we're seeing some kind of clawback and let's get more efficient of our cost spend and utilization, we're also doing a lot more. So I think that's, you know, obviously the cloud providers like AWS and their chip, for example. Yeah, you, you need to do that because eventually people find other ways to save money if you're not going to help them save money. Well, and and and, and so folks, and it was interesting. So one, one of the panels that that Mike Vizard did at at TextromCon, you know, one of the discussion points was um especially in an in an environment of tighter economic controls, which organizations are going to hit the gas with some transformation efforts, right? And who kind of retrenches and, and pulls back on some of those things because of the obvious cost of the investment and in a lot of cases, the uncertain return. Whereas, again, two years ago, who cares, right? Things are growing to the moon. You know, money is pretty much free. We're just going to go and, and, and invest in, in, in all the things. Now we have to scrutinize that a lot differently. And it will be interesting to see the companies that continue to make those strategic investments, how they will look two years from now when, when we've kind of recovered and gone into another growth cycle versus the folks that really retrenched uh, and, and put some of those things on hold now. Being a technologist, having run through, you know, five or six of these cycles throughout my working career, right? It always seems that, you know, the folks that were bold and hit the gas when things were, you know, look darkest end up emerging and, and growing much faster uh, when things do recover. But, you know, we've been in a bunch of uncharted scenarios, you know, over the last year or two, right, that, that we just haven't seen before. So will those 
patterns hold? Will that result ultimately hold? Or is it, you know, kind of the, the retrenchment or, or um, you, you know, the, the conservative strikes back, right? Or the, or the fearful strike back. Uh, you know, we're going to have this three act play like Star Wars or Star Trek or any of these other ones where, you know, the first one, the winners, and then the second one, you know, the evil empire comes back and then, you, you know, and, and not to say conservative organizations that, you know, kind of pull back on stuff or the evil empire per se. Um, but that's not that's the narrative that you'll hear from, from most, you know, technologists. I mean, most technologists are very much about, you know, now's the time to hit the gas, right? Now's the time to, you know, innovate and 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 really, you know, stretch out or or, or deepen the competitive moat that you have with some of these, you know, stodgy older companies. You, you can see it time and time again. Um, and those patterns tend to hold true. And I would guess even if we see an exception, which I don't think we will to this cycle, I think that trend will hold true because it isn't just about spend hit the gas and spend you know money like crazy it's invest in research invest in product invest in capabilities invest it's in things that are that pay off not only now but pay off when things get better and so it's kind of like if you've got a blooming garden of great vegetables when things turn around you can do a heck of a lot more than you're just starting to plant stuff and you're playing catch up to get to market right once things get better and you can see it with apple what they did in the early 2000s and the result from that investment came through with ipod and iphone and a lot of that you see it with cisco when um, 2008 they redesigned their entire supply chain they, they their philosophy about manufacturing products and being able to use multiple vendors rather than kind of concentrating on a few that are very efficient at one or a couple of product lines so they could diversify and, and globalize uh, even more so their supply chain. I don't know what they're doing now, but th those are the things that companies who can and think strategically and have the cash on hand right. uh, to invest in research and invest in that. So they can kind of skate a little faster and farther towards the where the puck's going to be instead of still having a good hike to get there. Yep. Yep. So, you know, interesting times, I guess, is, is you know, and, and I think what you'll see out of, you know, our team is, you know, kind of a, an, an increased focus on, you know, some of these I said, let, you know, get, but they're, they're a little squishier than we tend to normally deal with, which is, you know, basically technology and adoption and, and, you know, kind of architectural solution architectures and, and things like that. But uh, I do think that, you know, kind of as trying to help folks uh, really understand where things are going uh, and how they have to, you know, start to behave, I, I think we do have to start including sustainability and efficiency and, and, and performance as, you know, kind of key requirements for a lot of the technology decisions that uh, that increasingly our, our, you know, kind of clients and readers are, are going to have to be making. I think there's, a, there's an argument to be made that um, as new generations move into the workforce and are moving into the workforce that are more cause-oriented, place a premium or uh, more strength mm -hmm. on uh, the planet and the environment and sustainability, yeah. which I've seen true, not in my, my kids, but my stepkids, which are about, about eight or nine years, um, younger than, than my first two kids, you know, you can see the difference in sort of what's important to folks. And 
I think as that generation has more influence in, in the workplace, starts to move into leadership positions, start to move up into senior, that will carry with it what's yeah. being laid and the, the groundwork being laid now. So yeah. it could it could gain a lot of momentum uh, just because of that one factor. Yeah. And, and, uh, and again, whether it's. It, 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 that's a great point, Mitch. You, you know, in terms of really trying to get our arms around how the new generation of employee base really kind of changes the way we have to view things, right? I mean, are they going to be as profit centric, right? You know, kind of entrepreneurial and, you know, grow big companies and sell them and, you know, do it again, you know, possibly at the cost of, or, you know, kind of with a, a negative impact on, you know, kind of climate and, and, you know, kind of sustainability and those things and, and to see how those priorities change over time. Right. I'm, I'm an old dog, right. I'm, I'm always going to look at things, you know, from a certain standpoint and it's hard to see me changing, but you know, I'm not going to be doing this forever. Right. You know, so as this, you know, new group of whether you want to call them Gen Z's or, you know, kind of 20 year olds or what have you that are, you know, becoming more prominent uh, again, how are they going to start looking at it? And is there a way to make both of them Right. You know, where, you know, they continue to grow great companies and, and do tremendous innovation, but they do it in a way that's, you know, much more effective, you know, from a sustainability standpoint. Now, to be determined, you know, that's that's why we play the game. Right. We got to figure it out. Yeah, there's the only way you, you find out is you got to play the game on the field. Right. <laughs> we can prognosticate exactly right. all we want, which is fun. And which was what we do, right? But you know, kind of at the end of the day, we've got to be accountable and come back and, and revisit some of the things you know that ultimately we talk about. So, so that's good. So, again, you know, just uh, interesting, kind of just dangling, you know, some thoughts out there, and that's what we try to do with the, the text run research review is is really just to you know kind of think a little bit forward, brainstorm a little bit, and 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 you folks out there are you know kind of privy to you know how Mitch and I kind of start to to tool over things, and you know again we're open to doing you know kind of more active research you know in these different areas. So obviously, if any of you have ideas about things that would be cool to uh, learn. You know, again, reach out. We're, we're happy to, you know, figure out how we can fit that into our research agenda. Absolutely. Hey, I got to put a plug in for our podcast. We're now uh, distributing on your favorite podcast platform. Um, you can look it up there. You can also go to techstrongresearchreviewpodcast.com, find it there, connect to your, your whatever your platform is. Just part of our, you know, we're, we're, some people love podcasts. I remember I had my podcast yeah. phase where I listened to a lot. Now I do occasionally, not as much as I used to. Other folks live on it. You know, that's, that's in the bath. That's their background today show. Yeah. Right. Is listening to the podcast. So yet another um, delivery vehicle platform, form of media. Uh -huh. And that's sure. our goal is to deliver content in the way you like to consume it. So yeah. check that out as well as uh, this show and others on techstrong.tv. Good, good. Well, with that, let's wrap up another one of our episodes. Mitch, great to see you. Appreciate you, you always being here, uh, brainstorming with me and, and and peeling back the onion on a number of different things. And um, yeah, until next week. So next week, we'll be back with uh, yet another interesting discussion about, I have no idea, and we usually don't have any idea until about five minutes before we record. So, yep. so. Um, we'll see what happens next week. And Think about what we're going to talk. That's why we record on Fridays. <laughs> All right, Mike. We'll see you. Thanks, everybody.